Welcome to another Textination interview. I'm Fred Fishkin, and with us is Molly Vandenberg, Google technology expert. Thanks for joining us, Molly. Thanks so much for having me, Fred. Well, you've got a, a topic that's interesting. It's called Spring Clean Your Routine, Google's Guide to Well-Being. And you've taken a look at some of the search trends, and you've got some new hardware to talk about, too. So give us the overview here. Of course. So we've been living through the pandemic for over a year now. And I know I personally am guilty of falling into some less than healthy habits. So we took a look at some of our search trends to identify what people might be interested in as they look to freshen up their routines for spring. And so, of course, we have getting organized, getting better sleep, which, as you mentioned, we'll talk about how some new hardware can help you out with that, as well as getting active and finally managing screen time, which has been top of mind for a lot of different folks. Managing screen time is an interesting thing for, for Google to be involved in, and you, it's not the first time. People think people may think, well, that, that's uh, counter to what you would want people to be doing. You're right. It is an interesting dichotomy here because, of course, we build a lot of products that involve screens. But what we want to do and what we're really passionate about is providing users with different tools that make it easy for them to find that right balance, so that the time that they are spending on screens is intentional. And, of course, we do that on our Android devices with the digital well-being suite where you're able to pause apps or set app timers. And a lot of people find that really useful. But as the pandemic has gone on, there's also a conversation around screen time and kids and how much is too much. It's a question that a lot of parents have. So we've actually developed a resource called families.google. That website has all sorts of different tools to help families identify what an appropriate amount of screen time is and some tools to manage it and stay on track, as well as some new content that we have from Headspace, which is directed toward mindfulness. So everyone can take a break together and families can enjoy that practice, too. And I suppose it does matter the time of day that you, that you have a lot of screen time. And that certainly factors a lot into it. There's continuing conversations around blue light and how that could possibly negatively impact our sleep, which is, of course, another topic that we have top of mind. But I think that more and more people find that as they're looking to unwind for the day, sometimes you really have to set that boundary to say, okay, I'm going to have a no device time as I look to head to bed. That can be really useful as you're looking to improve that sleep. Except for a new device that might find its way to your nightstand, <laughs> a new Nest Hub. So tell us about this. This is, this is uh, getting some attention here. Yeah, this is really exciting. We're, we're thrilled about this one. Our next generation of the Nest Hub has just been announced, and it'll be available for purchase later this month and pre-order now. And what's great about this is it's a device, a smart display with the screen that would sit on your nightstand. It doesn't have a camera, so it's perfect for the bedroom. And what we did with this one is build in some sleep sensing technology. It has a special radar sensor that senses motion. And so what you can use it for is that as you have it on the nightstand, it's able to see if you're moving around a lot or even listen for things like snoring or coughing. So that way you can identify why you might not have gotten the best night of sleep and when you get the report back in the morning it'll give you a summary of how you slept that night and what some suggestions might be to improve that's really interesting so it's using a, a kind of radar now in the past you've had sensors in here where it uh, where the hub knows when you're coming into the room when you're nearby because the screen will will turn on this is different 
This is with our Soli technology. And you might remember this from our Pixel phones where you would be able to swipe over it to say, change to the next song or do something similar. But now we're bringing it to the Nest Hub, which as you mentioned, works through radar. And so it can't see or identify you, but it can sense motion. And what's great about this for this device is like I mentioned, when it comes to seeing how you might be sleeping, you don't have to wear anything like a wristband or a fitness tracker. It'll just pick up on that and then additionally be able to sense light or new sounds with the microphone and other tools within it. But because, like I mentioned, we've used it on Pixel before for those gestures, you can actually also just like swipe away your alarm in the morning. And that should be a pretty fun tool as well. And it knows how well I'm sleeping as well, not just if I'm asleep? Yeah, so by assessing how much you're moving around or whether you might be restless, it's going to be able to sense like, oh, okay, well, it seems like they're awake. And so maybe you're waking up for periods of five minutes every couple of hours, and that's not necessarily the best for your rhythm. And so it'll identify those different patterns and say, oh, or maybe it noticed the temperature got a little bit warmer, there was more light in the room, and maybe you can make adjustments to those sorts of things to improve that deep sleep. How does it deal with uh, couples and know that, that I'm, really I'm the one moving question. around, but my spouse is, is sleeping soundly? How does it know the difference? It's a really great question, and it's something that was intended to just track one sleeper when it comes to that. So it looks for whoever it's closest to. And the way that it sets this up is that you go through a calibration process when you set the device up. It'll have you lay down as to where you would be sleeping to get a sense of what that positioning typically is. And therefore, it can kind of filter out noises or movement that might be further away. So it really is designed to give you a, a picture of your sleep specifically. It's interesting because a lot of people have pets, uh, cats or dogs that like to jump up on the bed and get up and down. So hopefully it's going to know the difference. Ah, yes, I think we'll be learning a lot of through the use of the technology. What people are finding is a great use case, what people are finding that could be room for improvement. I think we're really excited about it. And as you mentioned, we take feedback very seriously. So I, I look forward to hearing whether people are finding that their cats are setting it off or not. And besides it being a, a sleep tracker, uh, for those who aren't familiar with the Nest Hub, it's got uh, plenty of other functions as well, making it useful in the home or on the, on the nightstand. Definitely. And so I love the Nest Hub for so many reasons. Of course, most importantly, it's a smart speaker, so it has Google Assistant built in, and you can use it to be able to control your lights and all of that great stuff, especially if you're winding down for bed. A feature I really like is called Routines. And so you can set it up where if you say, hey, Google, good night, it would take care of a bunch of tasks at once. So maybe that's setting your alarm for the next morning, or it is being able to turn off the bedroom light and you can set that routine up in a way that works for you. But then a couple of features that, like you said, made it great for the nightstand as well, is that it has something called sunrise alarm. And this is really cool in the sense that I think we all know what it's like to have an alarm blaring in our ears whenever that time comes. This is designed to be a little bit more gentle. So the screen on the display will start to get brighter as you approach that alarm time and it will actually gradually get louder. So hopefully it's a more pleasant start to your morning as opposed to being so jarring. So this is arriving, you said, at the end of the month. Tell us about pricing. And I understand there's some new colors, too, or at least one new color, too. 
Yes. So it is available for pre-order now at $99, but then it will be available for purchase on the 30th, so later this month. So looking forward to that. And as you mentioned, a great new color. It's called Mist. It's a very soothing blue. So once again, great for the bedroom. Where's the best place for people to go to pre-order? You can head to store.google.com. Molly Vandenberg, thank you so much for taking the time with us. Absolutely, Fred. It's always a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Now this. It takes a lot of listening to build a better radio, and that's just what the folks at Sea Crane have done. Bob Crane and his crew, nestled among the rivers and tallest trees in the world in Fortuna, California, have made a habit of listening to their customers. And that's just what they've done in building the CC Skywave SSB, the Swiss Army knife of portable radios. For everyday listening to AM or FM in the yard or patio or on the nightstand, without having to drain a mobile phone battery, it's a great companion. But it is also a companion equipped for NOAA weather information and alerts that can be life-saving. You can listen to FEMA and Coast Guard transmissions too. Beyond all of that, you can tune into shortwave signals from around the world. It's compact, easy to take with you, and built to last. The CC Skywave SSB. Click on the link at textonation.com.